Welcome to the Metalheads Podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. something else <laughs> <laughs> like, so when you don't have anything like sweet for dessert you then go and find like what did i get for cereal and you open it and it's like fucking bran flakes and you're like i better <laughs> i better have a jar of sugar somewhere just douse it do you know what i mean like that's a major disappointment just going to bran flakes now in it really. yeah i can't believe it like, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather go without than a bran yeah yeah do you know what i mean so like i might have water and put a load of sugar in it just give me a bit of a Give me a bit of a fix. <laughs> bit of a buzz for the evening. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a nightmare. But no, thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. It's all good, yeah, man. Good no problem, yeah. Uh, we thought we'd graduate oh. to actually having a guest on rather than it just being me and Shrubs talking shit about the metal that we were listening to. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm so gonna... today, guys, we are joined by Joe Nally, who was the bassist in a band called Hang the Bastard. Um, I believe he is the vocalist and bassist of a band called Earn, and the vocalist and bassist of a band called Chapters. Is that about right, mate? Yes, that is that is correct. I, I did some like I did vocals in Hang the Bastard as well, but not as um, not as like a main sort of thing. I did like bits and bobs okay. here and there, and I basically cover like doing the older songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it wasn't like my main sort of thing. And the reason that we've got you on is you've just released or are in the process of releasing um, a remastered album called The Imperial Skies um, Mm -hmm. from your band called Chapters. Where did they fit into the timeline of all the bands that you've been in? So that was like the first main band. Um, I had all them crap sort of like college bands. I played Mm -hmm. drums in a band and it was was a a wind up. Um, (laughs) I I bought a stolen drum kit. 40 quid it was probably about 400 grand or something i don't know but i bought it for like 40 quid from this geezer and we um, used to practice in this guy's shed and i used to hang like i didn't have any uh, drum stands uh cymbal stands so i used to time and hang them from the beams in the shed so i looked like i sort of looked like <laughs> sort of like sort of like rabsy nesbit but trying to be nick, like nick menza yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to be like cool as cool as fuck, but it just didn't work. I couldn't even play, couldn't even play drums. And, uh, <laughs> but and I, I was like the metal guy and they both like kind of punk. And they were like, oh, let's copy this song. And I'd be like, yeah, I know it. Didn't have a clue. So I'd be playing like some random stuff. Like, it, it, oh, it's terrible. Um, and then I kind of started up what would then kind of become on, like become chapters. And um, we, it was trying to get like a, a solid lineup. And it took years and years and mistakes and crap mistakes. And I always thought it was a bit of promise. And then one day I think like I, I kind of just wrote a song and then it kind of went from there. And um, it was when we, we kind of formed chapters, there was um, myself, Angus, who's in Earn with me and was in Hang the Bastard and, and chapters, obviously. And um, there was a guy called Stuart Fellows who mm-hmm. like wrote or co-wrote a lot Um uh, and a guy called Michael Williams on drums. And then um, we got a, a message one day from um, a guy called Dan Pierce, who used to sing in Silosis and he also sang in Viatrophy. And he was a bit of an icon. And he, I think the message was like, Oi, I want to sing in your band. And he was like, yeah. 
uh, and I was I was doing vocals for like for the first time properly. And I think I was like, yeah, sweet, okay. The first time we met him, like ever, was um, we went to record a demo with Josh Middleton, mm-hmm. who had got in contact with us. Like we put up a chapters uh, song, the song chapters, which is now a different name due to some legal crap. Um, we <laughs> we um, put up the song chapters with uh, our friend Nick, who used to sing before Dan, and he he left. He had like a, a child and that. And Josh dropped us a message, basically going like, I think it was along the lines of like, "You guys are really good. Who are you?" And I was just like, oh, my God, Josh from Silosis. And, yeah, and then, like, the same day, we had messages from all these other, like, like American bands we liked because we put this one song up. And it was for a day. I was like, I can't believe we're going to be bigger than Metallica. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe it. <laughs> like, like it's, it's mad, do you know what I mean? And I'm sort of like... The arenas were calling you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, it's just mad, isn't it? I can't believe it's taking this bloody long. We're going... God, what am I going to say to James and Lars when they hand me over the trophy for the album of the year? <laughs> and, um, do you know what I mean? You just sort of look back and you think, what a knob. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and then, yeah, he got in contact with us. And yes, yeah, so we went to do this demo. And the first time we ever met him was in Reading at Josh's house. And he turned up fashionably late, as, as he always was. And yeah, we did a song, The Siren. And funny enough, he was in Viatrophy, but the album version, we actually got Adam, who was the singer for Viatrophy, before Dan, and he came back and rejoined them. So the demo version has Dan from Viatrophy singing, and the album version has Adam from Viatrophy singing. I fucking love and that. It, yeah, like, it was something a bit like, it was a bit like a short, a simple kind of a song compared to the rest. And uh, yeah, and then, so that was kind of like the first like version of chapters and we had wrote the song myself and Stuart had wrote co-wrote March of the Puritan and and chapters which is now called Divinity Begins just just from some reason and um we um so Stuart at that time I'm I'm the I'm old, I'm like three four years older than Angus so Stuart when he wrote the first riff might have been like 15 so the song March of the Puritan in Chapters kind of formed when I was maybe 21 and Stuart was 15, 16. And this guy, Stuart Fellows, he was like the reason Angus wanted to be in the band. Yeah. Because there's all these great guitarists who can play bullet tight, who can do this and who can do that. But if you sort of know, you sort of knew this kid was, as a songwriter, was, had, a, had something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Angus really wanted to be in a band. Basically, he joined the band and he taught Angus everything. Um, everything, every trick he knew, he had taught Angus. So that's why Angus's style is literally like Stuart's. Um, maybe some different sort of flavours here and there. Um, but yeah, we wrote these songs and um, we always needed another guitarist. And we, we'd had other guys and it just wasn't working, but we like, we knew Angus wanted to be in the band. We knew he could play. And um, we went up to him at a, uh, a gig. Um, I, can't, I can't really remember who. And so we go up and I always remember it. I've had a drink because I was of age. I was allowed to have a drink. And <laughs> my, Mike, our drummer, was drunk, but I had to be buying his beer. So Mike, Mike was is half Indian Kenyan. Stuart was from Sri Lanka and Angus is from the Philippines. So I go up and I'm like pissed and I'm like, oi, do you want to be in chapters, yeah? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then Mike leans over my shoulder, and he has this weird voice. Mike leans over my shoulder, 
and looks at him in the eyes and he goes, because we need another foreigner. Right? And like deadly serious. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, in, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I'll join your band. And I was like, yeah, all right, mate. See you later. And we walked <laughs> off like we were the fucking Mitchell brothers. We're like, fuck you, and that. And, um, and then, yeah, we just started writing the stuff. And then Angus and uh, Stuart come into practice. And I'm like, yeah, we've been working on this song. Uh, it's a song called I Will Reign Forever. And I was like, yeah, cool, listening to it. And then Stuart knew I was into like sort of Spanish guitar music. And I knew Stuart was big into it. And it had been something that we'd spoke about. And... Yeah, it was just incredible watching it all, all these, this band of these young guys come together. And there's me being like, I can fucking hardly play bass. Do you know what I mean? I thought, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll learn the riff to Blacken by Metallica. And well, I'm ready. I'm ready, lad. <laughs> and, uh, do you know what I mean? Thank God, thank God my voice was all right because I wouldn't be in the band. Um, do you know what I mean? I sort of blagged it. I could write a riff. But yeah, it was just a privilege now I look back on it, especially listening to the remaster. Mm-hmm. especially with the drums he was the youngest out of all of us Mike yeah. um, I mean we got him fucking hell he was definitely 15 when he joined the band and the first song he did was he wrote with us was Chapters and then March of the Puritan and I'm list- I listen back to it now I'm like fucking hell it's, it's just the quality of songwriting like there's these amazing I touched on it a minute ago there's these amazing musicians out there but I prefer to be in a band with guys that I'm like, wow, what a song. What a fucking great song you wrote. Yeah. Um, but yeah. When you listen through it, it doesn't sound like it's an album that's made by guys that were so young and, and mm. fresh into it because there, there seems to be that many influences kind of going mm. on. And I, when we recorded the podcast the other day talking about it, we were saying that it sounded like a really mature metalcore album, like the metalcore mm-hmm. album that I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because... I find that a lot of times with metalcore, um, they have a particular structure all the time. And after a minute and 30, and the clean vocals kick in and then yeah, yeah. off. Um, whereas with this one, it just seemed like a very mature approach. Did, was that always the intention or did that kind of just evolve? Well, I had to, for me, just touch on the thing that metalcore, people kind of look at it as a dirty word. But if you look in the kind of mid-90s hardcore, the mid-90s metal at the Gates Monarch, and look at like um, Of One Blood by Shadows Fall, mm-hmm. where they got these seven, eight minute songs and they would have like clean guitar passages and all this before that sort of metalcore thing really kicked on. And there's some quality metalcore bands before, you know, before 2004 that were, could really play. And um, I don't think people, I think sometimes when people hear, hear the term metalcore, it's like, ooh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has become are... a bit of a dirty word, really. I mean, I think yeah. it's because there's there's very few genre-defining bands within metalcore, because obviously mm. you get these little sub-genres within metalcore, mm. and everyone became very, very generic and just yeah. filled that scene. And they come out of the internet more than anywhere else. And mm-hmm. it was just anyone and everyone could release an album all of a sudden. And they yeah. all sounded the same. And it was very, <laughs> yeah. very difficult to find find the good ones in amongst mm. all that chaff that was that was out there. Yeah. I think and, that's, uh, yeah. that's why it become a dirty word more than anything else. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like <laughs> we were kind of lucky um, over here where we had, you know, I guess I guess people put silosis under the same sort of thing. You know, they've got yeah. more of a fresh element. We had a lot of good metalcore bands over here. Um, so we were kind of lucky that we, you know, we kind of fit in with, with 
with stuff like that. But saying about the mature thing, I think well, I was a little bit older than the guys and I, I kind of had that kind of thing of having to sort of not tell them off, but think about it like, oh, we should do fucking pig squeals. And I'm like, well, let's not. You can't do them. Yeah, 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 I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. I'm sitting there like, oh, fucking hell, they're not serious. Um, but like, we listen. And then it's just, I was kind of going, listen to this band, listen to that band. And Mike, the drummer, kind of grew up, Ian Pace was his god. Um, big Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin fan. So he kind of knew what was, he kind of grew up on the classic stuff. And sometimes, like, Stuart got a bit excited. Oh, and this band's really cool, so we need to sound like that band. And that's a really dangerous thing. Oh, we need to have a section like that. We need to have that. Right, okay, that means you, you're just going to want to write a section now that 100% sounds like the band. So I was always giving, oh, listen to this, listen to that, check this record out. And before you kind of knew it, I feel everyone was taking it on. There was a couple of bands that were very big for us. Nevermore. Nevermore being pretty much Nevermore and Death being our biggest influences, mm -hmm. along with and Justice for All, they were the big ones. Um, Queen was a huge influence both for myself and Stuart. Um, do you know what I mean? I used to come come out on stage with a little white vest and a white pair of jeans. Um, no, I didn't. I honestly do that. <laughs> Please let there be photographic <laughs> evidence of that. No, I am, no, I I am making that meme. No, I tell, I tell you what, though, I was I think I was on tour with Malefice, and there was a review the night before and in the review they were really praising me and they went he's he could be metal's answer to gary barlow right <laughs> and, then, uh, and then i'm on this stage and i'm repeating this is on the silosis malefice tour and i'm going yeah we got this review last night and guess who they compared the, compared me to and someone shouted james corden and I was like, <laughs> Fuck me. Not that, that wasn't dale was it <laughs> no nah, god no he would have said something much worse mate jesus so but, yeah um, it was how did you end up on tour with um malefice and Silosis? well i know um josh was a really big fan of what we were doing um and then i know adam their manager <clears throat> he was really into it just got a message one one day going like do you want to go out and tour i was just like yeah and he was like right that's sorted and then we got out <laughs> the next one and i think he called me really annoyingly early, like one morning, it was like six. <laughs> and he was just like, Nally, do you want to go into a silosis? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right. And he just hung up. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, okay. And that, that's just the way he kind of works. But he cracked me up, like thinking, thinking back about on it. But we'd played a number of shows with them before. And we've also done some shows with them afterwards. But I always felt it was the perfect band for us to go out with, especially looking back on that past, past package with anterior malefice silosis chaplains i'm like fuck you know sadly things don't always work out right but what a tour yeah um i'm not no i didn't actually go to those ones i didn't manage to get to the i didn't get up to the reading one for the um silosis show at all that that would have been where i would have gone up for that one i was still living right down in the middle of middle of nowhere as joe knows because I met him the first time in Bridgewater, which is actually hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. It's the frog man. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the weirdest places I've ever been. <laughs> with, uh, well, I'm sure we get to that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, with, with just the guys, it's about kind of reining it in. And just, not, I say reining it in. When you listen to the album, there's about, every review compared us to about 10 different bands or styles. So it's just about 
let's not do what everyone else wants to do. And let's not do this kind of, let's kind of think outside the box. And some of the, I think people hear it and I've had so many people go, oh, send me the tabs because they think they can play it and then realize, oh, right, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. And, um, and then once we kind of clicked and kind of like we knew what we wanted to do, it, we were flying. But sadly, like Dan left because um, he was going to live abroad. So I was like, okay, I'll, be, I'll do the vocals. Um, I think, you know, I always felt Dan always wanted me to do a lot of vocals anyway, just because I've got this certain voice. And then sadly, after a show in Reading, um, Stuart left. And I was like, well, that's the end of the band. This is a guy I've been in the band with for a while. And Angus hadn't really been with us too long. He may, maybe had a year. And I was like, oh my God, there's only three of us. And I, I called them all the next day. And I was just like, is, so what are we doing? Is this it done? And then I knew Angus would be up for it. I just didn't know if Mike would want to carry on. And Mike was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Should we practice at the weekend? I was like, yeah, 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 great, yeah, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I thought he was gonna say that. And um, we just carried on for a while, um, trying to finish writing this album. And then we kept getting offered really good tours and shows and we, we never fully went and got a lineup that, we lost a good mate. And Rich in my band now, he, always, he said this, and I, I, I never thought about it, you always start a band with the people you want to be in there with because you're friends and you get along. But the moment one of them leaves, unless you know someone like 100% comfortable with, you never get that back. You never get that like innocence and the enjoyment back. And when Stuart left, we never took time to fully go and get a guy that we, we knew we felt good with. And as um, Dale will tell you from Malefice, we went out and toured with a few different guys and it was, oh, oh, I, don't know how, I don't know how I survived because it was, some of it was, when you've got guys you look up to looking at your band going, you guys are a great band, but your lineup's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> and there, there was a few certain things and I was just like, ah. And then we, we got some good guys in, but I, it was never the same as having your, your mates in the band. And um, then everyone left and it was down to me and Angus. And we were like, okay, we have three songs let's try and write another three and then just go and record and what happens happens. Um, so we went in, you know, we recorded this album. We, we uh, did it for a friend of mine called Sam Burden and we spent so much time because I felt, I knew it was going to be good. Um, and we got, we went out, we got like gear, like live, like strings in. We got these, like these ladies to come in to do all these live things. We got this, that Sean Sanderson to mm. sing her voice, I remember sitting there in the studio and like sitting in the booth with her and she started singing and there's a camera clip somewhere and I look at the camera like, like <laughs> what's going on? Like, and it was just flawless. She did it. She did it. And the harmonies, I think I probably, I can't, I was in there like five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Right. I'd only just walked in. She's already out. And I'm like, oh, fucking all right. <laughs> and it was just, I'm sitting there like, wow. And then we kind of, it started getting put together and I, I just, I thought, wow, we have something really good here. I just think the shame is we've gone out on two free tours and we have no record. We have demos um, with other guys singing. And I, I just thought, as we were doing it, I was like, I did feel like we had missed the boat. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we recorded it. And um, 
just getting it back, listening and thinking, flipping hell, this is, even if it is my band, I'm like, this is good. Yeah. And you always kind of test things out. You send it to friends and people that you like trust and respect. Other, other musicians, you know, and you kind of get your, your few friends in. Like one of our best friends, a guy called David, was with us for everything. So I sent it to him and people were coming back like, this is, this is really good. This is really different. And again, I just thought, I can't believe we're going to be bigger than Metallica. Um, <laughs> you know, probably went down a bit this time. I probably thought maybe a bit like Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. Anthrax level. Yeah, we're going to be bigger than Anthrax. Um, and um, yeah, and then, but during that time, I joined Hang the Bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back on it, that sort of ended chapters. We did some stuff, we did shows, and during that time, we put the Imperial Skies out, and I actually remember being in practice, and it went live on bang, um, Big Cartel, all like the pre-orders, which me and Angus spent ages getting together and making it like be as good as possible. And whatever happens, if we sell none, we don't sell any. And I put it up on bang, um, Big Cartel, and within half an hour, everything was gone. And I was just like, oh my God. And I'm there at practice and we're writing like the new Hang the Bastard album. In my head, I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, all our pre-orders are gone. And I'm like, this, it really threw me. I was like, people really care, but we're not a big band, but people really, really give a shit. And then um, we started sending it out for reviews and what have you. And every single review that record got was unreal. I look back at them now, the ones that I can find, and it's it's incredible. Like, and it, you know, I've had we had so many. This could be the album of the year. This like this could stand the test of time. Um, the best debut from a metal UK metal band in God knows how long. And I was like, oh my god, like this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, just sadly, it it pe- the people who got it truly love it and that's why we reissued it like we took it down offline for a while and thought it was kind of dead but we always get inboxed and emails and tweets about it and um and i'm putting it out again this week and it's quite nice as well there's bands that are big now in this uk scene that truly love that record like younger guys truly love it and um last year i was at some a wall thing with Ern and um, one of the guys uh, in a band called Love loves it. He truly loves the album. And I'd never told anyone like the kind of story or the concept behind some of it because two of the songs were wrote by Stuart lyrically and then he left and I was like, I need to kind of turn this into my own thing. And I'm there telling him the story. And because I've never told anyone before, he got really emotional. (laughs) And I was like, I'm like, like, oh, all right, yeah. And then (laughs) I I I was out having uh, dinner with a friend who's become a friend of mine through the band. And I told him, and we're at a dinner table, and he's like, oh, that's fucked me up, mate. (laughs) And I was like, oh. I'd never really told, I'd never really, but I, it's that thing of like, I've been watching, I watched a Garth Brooks documentary, country singer, and there's a song he has called The Dance, and he's talking about it, and the, like the lyrics, and I was like, oh, it got me. But to him, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's weird how it affects people, and I'm sitting there like, why are you, why are you upset? <laughs> like, 
And um, it's quite nice things like that. And it is nice that there's people that are coming through in this UK scene. I like, yeah, there's all these great bands, but there was this band that could have been and should have been maybe a bit better, but a bit bigger, but just due to bad mistakes. And as I said, like kind of joining the Hang the Bastard thing, um, which was fantastic. And I loved every like, minute of it, but I wish it was my bad to let my passion die. Yeah. Um, and it's something I look back on and it's, I should have tried harder. So how long were you um, considering remastering it? And what was the thing that made you think, right, let's pull the trigger on this thing? Um, well, do you know, we kept getting, kept getting a few comments and messages and I knew it wasn't online. And I sort of thought, do you know what, like, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to have it on my phone and just to, to listen to and but where we're doing earn i don't i didn't want too much to take away from from doing that and i sort of sat down with bangs one day and we never officially quit we never officially split the band and i was just like i still think we'd always get comments people ah oh, are you coming to brazil no you're not coming to fucking brazil <laughs> why always brazil do you know what i mean like, you gotta love those um, comments on when yeah. where you, where you're touring yeah. yeah can you come and play my city no. yeah yeah have you ever been to Sao Paulo? No, funny enough. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I haven't even been to Southampton. Do you know? Um, uh, Don't. And, um, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, Southampton's all right. Um, the, uh, and um, I said to Angus, do you, what about we just reissue it? But we were originally going to reissue it with all the demos with the singers before me. And we were going to do some um, unmixed versions that hadn't been released. Then I spoke to the guy who produced it and so I can't remember how it kind of come about. And he was like, oh, I never, he never mastered it. A friend of mine, Simon mastered it. And Sam was like, I'd love to give it a go. He was like, I feel like I could give it this and I feel like I could give it that. And then I was like, okay, cool. And I thought, on top of that, let's do the original artwork, which was it's from Angus was, went back home to the Philippines and he took that up, up a mountain. And for, for ages, I thought it was the sea because it used to be gray. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that looks fucking great. There's no boats, but it looks great. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw it in colour, I was like, what is that? I, don't, I still don't actually know what it is. I don't think he knows either. Um, <laughs> just looks like loads of trees that happen to go on for absolute miles. And then, yeah, so he's like, okay, let's give it a bit of artwork. Something a little bit different. And then Sam was like, what's your idea of it? And I was like, oh, well, we're going to do this and we're going to add a load of demos. And he was just like, right, he went, this sounds incredible. He was like, it sounds amazing. He was like, I'm not saying it just because I've remastered it as well as all the other stuff. It's like, this sounds like a completely, it's given it so much life. It's like, if you give people this and it sounds incredible and you've got this beautiful art and then you go, and here's the seven shit versions. He was just <laughs> like, why would you do it? And Sam's like, Sam was a, a, a really close friend of ours. For, we worked with him for all different things. And he was almost, he was, he was as big as a part of this band as like me and Angus. He was always the guy I'd go to. And I hadn't spoke to him for like five years. It's just kind of drifted apart, sadly. And I got in contact with him and I hold everything he says like really like close. And he was like, why would you do it? Why would you go, this is amazing. Listen to this. We've tweaked bits and bobs. We've, you know, we've made songs go on a little bit longer. And this is how it sounded. It sounded shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why would you do that? And I sat there and I thought, yeah, okay. 
let's let's maybe just put the demos up on YouTube, which like we're going to do with the original singers, and that's a that's a way that a few people heard about us through the singers before. And um, I'm kind of glad we did it that way. And I still look at the I look at the artwork, and I think, fucking hell, like, I feel like if I if I just saw that, I'd be like, that could be a special album. It gives us this this massive view. Like I really want to know what's inside of that. And if I if someone downloaded it and put it on shuffle and then they heard an unmixed version, fucking hell, give me, where's my money? Do you know what I mean? Like, give me that money back. Um, so I'm glad we've done it this way. Yeah. Did you ever, yeah, well, did you ever consider doing any re-records? Um, Sam did say, he was like, there's stuff I'd love to remix. But there's so many, as you can gather, there's so many files. There's so much, there's so many layers into that. Still there's stuff that has, doesn't come through. And that's a bit of a shame. Um, when we used to play live, when we used to have the backing tracks, we never used to do it for ages. And then the last sort of year, annoyingly, we started to use the backing tracks. And I'm listening to them. I'm like, I've never heard that before. There's all these things coming through. And I'm like, this is amazing. And in a way, I wish if we had the money and Sam had the time, you know, he's, he's got a full-time job being a producer as well as being a family man. He was like, I'd love to do this. But he was like, all the plugins are so old, all this is so old, it might take me ages to do. Um, and where we are, all the money that we, we have music wise is all going to earn for our record. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I kind of didn't want to waste his time. And then when he sent back the remix, I was like, do you know what? That sounds great. It doesn't change it too much. The songs are still songs, but it just kind of gives it so much more, so much more power. And like, it's not as loud as the other version. Um, and I always used to think, yeah, louder the better. Like, I got stitched up by, like, Death Magnetic. I was like, ah, loud as fuck. It's terrible. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, um, and then I listen to it now, and I'm like, do you know what? I, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Um, and there's, like I said, the big thing that's really stuck out for me in Angus is just how great the drums sound and how great Sean's voice sounds. But she's, uh, wasn't, she is an extreme talent, and um, I, I, really, I really wish her the best. Everything listening back to it now, I'm just like, wow, what a voice! Sure, yeah, we definitely Great picked answer. up that on um, yeah. on our review. Was the, the sound of the drums is is massive on this compared to the original? There's yeah. so much fuller, and yeah, so much more in your face. But don't don't detract from any of the other um, instruments mm. at all in the whole thing. It's it's really balanced, but it's just brought them out a bit more and and just made that album even more alive than than yeah. the original version. So yeah, really, really, really impressed with that remastered version that he's done. Yeah, man. Mm. I, I just realised before um, I asked the last question, I um, completely interrupted Shrubs. So um, Shrubs, I don't know if you want to ask about um, the physical stuff or... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, have you ever thought about um, reissuing it out on some physical format at all, even as a <laughs> option? Or? I mean, I'd love to, but I say a big, a big thing is I've got Earn now, and in Earn, it's, we've got Rich... Um, who's a guy we like he's like our best mate and he was always a guy that I wanted to be in a band with funny enough and when we needed the new drum for Earn I was at a table with Angus and I was like if you could have one drummer there's only, there's only three of us so we, we need yeah. to get do you know what I mean if if you get a nutter God knows it's gonna, I've, had, I've had all of that at the time <laughs> and I was like if you could have one guy and in my head I'm like Rich likes football likes metal likes beer great and Angus was like, oh, yeah, Rich. And I was just like, brilliant. Text him. I was like, do you want to be in a band? And he's like, yeah, sweet. 
I was like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So with Earn, we've got Rich. And our big thing is I don't want to do so much chapter stuff that it takes away from that. I've done that before with Hang the Bastard. And I don't want to do it again. And I don't want to give people this kind of real false thing that we're, we're going to come back and do all this stuff. And then everyone be like, yeah, yeah. And then when you go to play a show, there's only five people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. But with Earn, again, people really like it. And um, I don't want to do too much. I'd love to do a vinyl a copy of it with the, with the artwork. And I, I think it would look amazing. But again, all the money that I kind of keep aside for the music stuff and all the money that we kind of get in for everything is all going to earn really. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'm really looking forward to and I'm really proud of. And um, so there won't be any kind of physical stuff. And it originally was just all about being a digital thing. There was like yeah. me and Angus didn't really talk about it too much. Um, and we've had, you know, there's, I'm sure people would like some, some shirts or something, but it's, um, I think it's just going to be left at this and it's something that I can just leave up online and um, <clears throat> just keep, really, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And let people just find it um, for the first time or refind it or just, you know, or just enjoy it. Because they've checked Earn out. Yeah. 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 I, having listened to Earn as, as I have done since, since you released that first EP, I can definitely see the transition from chapters into Earn. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, there's a progression definitely in, mm -hmm. in the songwriting, and, and but there's still that hint of chapters in there as well, which which I quite like. Now, I think we. Sorry, that was going to be my next question as well. So I'm loving this. Well, with with Earn for me, Earn was really off the back of Hang the Bastard, and so it was the first song I think I put together for Earn was the opening track called Dust Atlas. And before, when, before that kind of really come about, we wrote a few bits and bobs. And in my mind, like, I wanted it to, I wanted them to sound like Finn Lizzy. Problem is, I'm not as smooth as Phil, and he's got a much better voice than me. And he's, you know, I, I just couldn't do that, you know, but I, I really want us to be like Finn Lizzy. And then, obviously, once you start cranking up riffs, you kind of remember what you're good at. And um, so for the first, Earn EP, the first couple of tracks, there was certainly this um, couple of bits left over from Hang the Bastard. But because of Angus and his style and whatnot, there will be that kind of epic kind of stuff that we had from chapters coming into it. But for the, the, the record that we've just, we finished writing, we're going to record soon. Um, I don't know if I can say, because we're making an announcement this week. When will this go yeah. out? Um, um that will be in about um not this friday the friday after cool yeah so i can say it. so we're going to record with um we're going to record in false studios which um oh god his name out my head the guy from the bass player from conan i just completely forgot his, his name <laughs> um that's really good isn't it yeah. <laughs> chris, Field, chris fielding um we're going to record with him and um we are we're doing it, we're starting it on Halloween. Um, and that's going to be a laugh because it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, Angus is scared of the dark. <laughs> we're, doing it, we're, doing it, we're doing it on Halloween. So yeah, um, we're, we're actually going in to do it with him. And um, I, I truly like hand on heart. And I know people will always say this and it's that thing. And then people then always say what I'm about to say. This record 
is a lot different from the EP. And I think for me, be it the artwork, the artwork, the song structures, the titles, the lyrics, it's like the perfect follow-up to the Imperial Skies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot more, it's a lot, there's a, a lot less kind of wanky stuff because you've got one guitarist, but some of the stuff that Angus is doing on this, it's unbelievable. And I feel like this is the best he's been since chapters. All of a sudden, you know, it's like he's upped his game. He's practicing for hours and hours. And some of the stuff on it, me and like Rich give each other that look of like sort of like that joy of being like this this is incredible yeah and there's a song on there that we started writing for the next chapter's release and we kind of it got about three and a half minutes in and we kept hitting a wall and so me and Angus got together and we kind of changed bits and then like over one like evening I kind of wrote the next bit because we can never write the next bit we just hit this wall and then the next four minutes flew out. And for me, it's like, <laughs> I, I think it's the best chapters song ever, but it's an earned song. Yeah. And I think when people hear it, if chapters fans, like the people who really love the band, weren't sure on earn, if they heard this, I think they will be absolutely blown away because it's, it's unreal. And it's, it, it's, I just think, we just really found a groove with writing this earn record and we weren't afraid to kind of look back to what we did um, with chapters certainly and Rich being a fan of chapters and enjoying the music kind of encouraged that but I really think this record it's I think it's as good as that Um, might not be as kind of like um, pretty and what have you it's very very full-on and for three guys, it's very full and it sounds very heavy. But there's some stuff in there that I just think I think's great. And, um, you know, I've got to this age of making a lot of mistakes and do's and don'ts in music. And I like, you know, you're always learning. And hopefully I've learned enough this time for this one to be, to really kind of get the opportunity and the chance that I felt like we should have had, with, we could have had with chapters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, where there's three of us, we all get along. We all trust each other and we're all very happy. Um, so we just need this record to sound great. And I'm sure like Chris will like do an amazing job. I hope his bloody name is Chris because he's gone completely out of my mind. <laughs> all, I can, hang on, hang on. all I can think is Conan. And I can't. And now, now I'm thinking of Conan. I've got Arnold Schwarzenegger on me. <laughs> Hang on, I've got Rich. Rich will kill me for this. Um, I can't get. I, I've literally just got this. Surely, I thought Shrubs, you would know. Conan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Conan itself. Oh, oh, I have seen him live, and I I had to walk out because they were nearly destroying my innards with the sound. Oh bloody hell! It's not, not Chris. Oh, what's your name? Oh, it is Chris Fielding. Oh, fucking hell. No, oh, I nailed it first. I shouldn't have doubted yourself, lads. Yeah, yeah no, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we... And it was Rich's idea to record with him. Rich had called it with him before. And was just like, I think this guy will be really good. And I think it'd be something that we've always wanted to do. Kind of stay in the middle of nowhere. And no one knows you're around. And you get in a cottage. And then, you know, it's just really focus on the album and because we're in the middle of nowhere we're clearly all going to get killed but (laughs) 
hopefully you certainly get lost going for a walk somewhere oh mate don't if you know me <laughs> if you fucking know me there's one thing i do i see oh, i went right god god fucking hand on heart me and angus were at a stag do and uh, just as you say that we were at a stag do and there was a little village we saw i thought let's let's be a bit cultured yeah let's go to this little village all right a bit of culture sunday morning culture go to this village I was like, yeah, cool. I swear it was that way. Fucking five hours later, <laughs> I've walked through fields. I've walked up fucking mountains. I walked <laughs> along the motorway. We've ended up where William Shakespeare was born. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. Oh, what the fuck are we doing here? And not being fun. Like, we're kind of like walking around. And like, everyone's kind of looking because we definitely, Angus doesn't look like a local. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do we do? Then we found like the oldest pub in England. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. But then it was like the realisation we had to get back. <laughs> like, mate, I just get, I don't know what happens. That, that Sonosphere picture I sent you. Yeah. But, oh, right, lads, let's go and watch Metallica. It's been the best weekend ever. Kind of walk in, right, we go this way, we go this way. The realisation that we were lost, sitting, there was no one. There's just gated fences. And that last picture where I'm looking at the camera with me hand on me head, like, we're fucking lost. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just one of the things. But, um, no, I, I am really, really looking forward to it. And I, I, I really think when you see the artwork, you'll know what I mean with the chapters thing. It's, yeah. it's that same, it's that, for me, it's that same epicness. And, but the colouring's completely different. It's got this, you know, it's a completely different vibe and colouring. And um, I said to Rich, it really reminds me of like opening sort of 10 minutes of Dracula from, 90, I think, 92 it come out. The first 10 minutes, there's these really like, these certain colours that are going on for it. And it kind of gives me this vibe. Yeah. And I, when, I think when people hear it as well, and I, I think it, it's a different like lyrical concept to what the Imperial Skies was. The Imperial Skies was completely different to this. This one's a bit darker, mm -hmm. but I just feel like it's got this, we really tapped into what we like, what we love. What, why did we want to be in a band when we kind of grew up? Because we, like, we loved Megadeth, we loved Metallica. You know, like Rich and Angus are massive Judas Priest fans. Even I had to tell them at one point they didn't have two drummers. Um, <laughs> Angus, like, I'm sure I saw it one. <laughs> no, you definitely didn't. Um, but like, like um, I was like, let's let's go back and write. Why we originally loved metal, that sort of thing. Of I used to go to a place called CD Warehouse in Wimbledon, and you'd have your your secondhand CDs, and you have your your brand new ones. And I'd save up all my lunch money all that week. I'd be starving. I used to be well trimmed. And um, I used to save all my money. We'd go in, you'd either buy one brand new one or you'd get two secondhand ones. And that buzz of going home, going, oh, I've got this new album. Who's it by? It's by a band called Orgy. Fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> my intro. It's by a band called Orgy. You really are dragging out something from, yeah. from the sewer, quite literally, with that. Right. I'd always, always remember going to a guy, I wanted a Metallica album. I had to ride the Lightning and I had a black album. And I went, what should I get? And he went, I'll tell you what one to get. And I went, I, I was young, I was like 13. I went, come on, he went, get this one. You'll love it. Got home, load. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you know what I mean? That's cost, that's cost me my week's lunch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that disappointment must have been Starving new. to death. Yeah, starving to death here. And um, just, just, yeah. But that, that kind of buzz you'd get, you'd listen to everything, you'd read everything. And we kind of sat down and we just wanted to go back and write the album we'd love if we were 13. 
again, that sort of, you know, classic, you know, we kind of looked at all these classic albums and I was like, I'd love to write something like that. Doesn't, don't be wrong, it doesn't sound like Injustice for All, it doesn't sound like Rust in Peace, it doesn't sound like Rainbow Rising or anything, but I just would love to have that thing that I feel good about it. I want to listen to this record. And I really think when you'll hear it, it I, I, when it's done, and if it's done, if Chris, Chris Fielding does a job that I know he can, it will, I'm really fucking excited to have people hear this. Yeah. And, um, I, I really, the pressure, I don't feel like there's any pressure with this. You know, like I trust everyone fully. And um, what's good as well, like we all kind of write bits and bobs. Like Rich grew up loving like Chris Contos from Machine Head and like drummers who write cool parts. Do you know what I mean? Like that, them parts you want to drum along to and like air drum, like I can't play drums for the life of me, but them guys who write the cool bit, like yeah. as much as he gets slated, more people know how to air drum to large Ulrich than anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And because you just know all the little bits. Not now because he makes up all these bloody fills. But <laughs> you remember everything. Can like sort of like Nick Menza and now the blokes he looks up to. He's just wrote some really cool bits and that makes me excited. But honestly, what Angus has done in this record, there's some solos on there. And what he's done is wrote them slow and they're like heartbreaking. And then he speeds them up and I'm like, fuck hell but nice. like i know everyone writes them slow but he's purposely made these really beautiful like melodic solos and then um, i'm just really fucking excited for people to hear it and um and like i say it's a, it's a different vibe so compared to chapters was a really uplift not an uplifting because it's it's wrote about kind of a sub a sad subject um but this is wrote about kind of more of a darker sort of subject and it's, it's a concept album and um, I'm sure over time I would, you know, you, I, I'll come and explain to you guys what the whole, what it's based on and what. Yeah, nice. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. And as you can probably tell, I fucking love chatting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Has <laughs> your process of putting together albums changed over the years, or did you find a method that worked straight away and stuck to it? Um. I think with, with chapters, it was kind of like, we can't go on to the next part until we finish this. We can't move forward until we finish this. With sort of earn, it's been like, right, okay, we've had a few times where we've hit the wall and it's just like, lads, it's not working. Let's, let's leave this for a bit, let's crack on. Or we would write a part, okay, cool. Remember that part for this and that. So now it's a bit more free. And I think in chapters, we've got into this, habit in the end of writing on the computer um the first three songs weren't wrote like that and then the last few like we did on the album the last few were kind of pieced together because it was only me and angus really then when we tried to write new stuff with the, the, the lineup we had a lot of it felt like it was being wrote on computer you had no vibe mm. yeah i can there's albums that have come out this year and i listen to it and i'm like that's wrote in your bedroom and it's got fucking no vibe yeah. and writing with urn I might write a riff at home. Angus might write a riff at home. So much of it's done in the, in the room. And the energy it gives, it's just, it's the best feeling. And it takes me back to being young. You, you would write a really cool bit and you would remember it all week until the next bit, till, till the next practice. And you would go in and you don't need to have it on recording. You would always remember it as a kid. I'd be like, yes, that, that riff's amazing. And that's what I feel like with Earn, that 
buzz that you get back in that, that, that fulfillment. You, you, you feel good about Lee. It's like, it's like bloody going to the gym and having the best workout and being buzzing, coming out of a practice and being like, fuck yeah. And all you can think about is that song you wrote. And that's what I've really got. And we've already started writing the next record, like riffs for the next record in sections. And I just like, oh, I just, I just love doing it. And it's, it's a shame that this whole COVID things happened because the thing that we all love the most, like, we're getting sort of reads together. Yeah. And it's been taken away. Yeah. Uh, have Ern considered doing any um, live streams or anything like that, or uh, would that be something that'd be difficult to put together? I think it'd be difficult to put together. This fucking thing, sorry, lads. <laughs> I think it'd be difficult to put together. And on top of that, like, I there's apart from Angus, I don't know if me and Rich are like the most IT sort of savvy geezers. <laughs> and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's it. Let me tell you, it could be one of the. It it could be up there with the worst. Like in 10 years time, when they do a YouTube video, the best live streams from the COVID year and the worst ones, we're, for, we're, we're rocking that top one. It'd be an award for something anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, big time. That's it. Like, that's, that's my moment of finding it. Yeah, it's like the shit version of Anvil. Do you imagine that? The shit version of Anvil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've, you know, Lars and James, I've been waiting to meet you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like Angus would be fine Rich you know he'd, he'd end up wrestling with his dog I won't even know what to do do you know what I mean I live in a small I wouldn't be able to get the internet I'll be up on the roof with a bit of tinfoil trying to get a signal with me basic to me and um, it, it would be it would be so shit um, so I wouldn't want to put people through it and when we like Rich lives in Basingstoke Angus lives in Shepherd's Bush and I now live down the coast like even doing one where you get up in the room and like I just I just don't think it'd be something we we would do and yeah. I've watched a few bits and bobs. Um I just I get it, I think it's cool, I get it, but it doesn't doesn't fully tick my box like of what yeah. I want or yeah. I'd want to see. Uh, um, so, so this urn record um that's coming, um do you think this is going to be the one that makes you bigger than Metallica? Um what well, so hang on, Metallica and Frax. Um, my Echo Brain. Do you remember Jason Newstead left Metallica to join Echo Brain? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're we smashed a we smashed the fuck out of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was a, there was only three of them as well. So we have <laughs> Echo, Echo Brain. Dad done. Um, do you know what I mean? And you know it's like, and that, like I mean saying that Jason Newstead's not my fucking god. Um, <laughs> It's and, you love uh, a bit of Jason though, don't you? I fucking love him. I shit, shit you not right. So. <laughs> we were at Download Festival, right? And we're, we're doing an interview. And I'm, I'm standing somewhere and I'm with Angus and our, our tour manager, Ollie. Then all of a sudden, we're in the press area and all of a sudden I'm seeing all these sort of people I look up to kind of reacting really weird. I thought, oh, the fuck up. I've left this interview. I'm on a table like, what's going on over there? And it's fucking Jason Newstead. I've run. I've got Angus. I'm like, come with me now. Ollie, get your camera. <laughs> so we run over and just before he's gone into his bit, I thought, in my mind, I'm like, we're playing download, but this guy who's just come out of retirement, he's the most famous man here by a fucking mile, and he is my God. And I, so I go, Jason, oh, um, you all right, can I get a photo? And he's like, yeah, sure. I stood next to him, and all I could think was, he looks like Lou Reed. 
<laughs> and I, I'm, I'm looking next to him, and I thought, it weren't you, was it? You didn't come back and do the table. And I'm like, sort of looking at him. And I'm re- I, in the picture, I'm really big. I'm at my heaviest. And I've got a checkered shirt on, so I sort of look like, I sort of look like a picnic table. And then I'm next to him, and I, I go, I go, I go, you're my hero. And he goes, am I? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and I go, and I, go I, I, played a, I played today. And I don't know why, I was shitting myself. I played today. And he went, how did it go? And I went, just great, mate. And it, then I'll go, camera, go, I'll, so much goes, photo. And I do the thumbs up, never do it. And Angus has done the, the rock, the, like, the rock lock, you know what I mean? He's probably giving it the look. And there we are. And then I look back at the photo and it just looks like we've blue ring. And, <laughs> <laughs> we sat back we sat back with each other and I'm like, I can't believe that fucking happened. And we're just there like casual. No no one knows. No one knows that we've just met our like one of our heroes. And it was like as a kid, I would have gone fucking mental. Do you know what I mean? If I if I if I could go. There's a few people that I've been thought I love meeting my heroes. They're my fucking heroes. Of course I want to just be like, you are the best. And um as a kid, if I went, you met Jason Neustead. 15 years after we left Metallica, I'd be like, of course I fucking didn't you know, have an argument with myself because I've gone back in time. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I, love, I love Newstead. Newstead's, Newstead is, is God. Oh, and yeah. funny enough, he, even though he's not um, a singer, he's who I try to sound like. He's, he's who I replicate and rip off. Well, his backing massive. vocals in Creeping Death are amazing. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, just... Couldn't, couldn't give a shit about the rest of the song. Just, <laughs> just again, die. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Like, Motherfucker, die. And, uh, do you know what I mean? And, and now you hear Rob Trujillo do it and he's like, Motherfucker, die. And I'm like, well, funny you said that. No, it's like, it's just shit. It's just really shit. And I wish he didn't do it. Don't try and rip it off about saying that Rob Trujillo is one of the greatest bass players. And I wish, I wish Metallica just let Rob play bass. Yeah. Just be, I agree with that. We we've got one of the best music, best bass players in the world, but we're not going to let you play. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Let him loose. Yeah. 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 Imagine, imagine how he is. He's thinking I've played with some of the best musicians in the world, and I've got him behind me. Do you know what I mean? I do think. <laughs> I do think. I do think James and Rob sometimes must be like, oh, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially when you look like the new Megadeth lineup. That lineup is ridiculously good, and I'm like, they must think, like, they've got fucking Dirk on drums, and that Kiko on guitar is unreal. He's un- he's the best guitarist they've had since Marty Friedman, comfortably. Really? And oh, he's fucking, he's phenomenal, man. He's like really advanced, and he like he knows like so many styles. And I'd be looking at that, and I think, fucking hell, look at Mustaine's done it again. He's put together this amazing lineup. Hetfield and Rob must be like. Fucking hell. <laughs> we got a guy we got a guy who wants to go surfing on the left and you've got him behind you. And I love him. I love him. I love him. I love Metallica. I've just spent a hundred quid on the box set. Do you know what I mean? What a sad <laughs> bastard. But it just breaks my heart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And especially when people go, Who are your influences? Metallica, but they're only the first five albums. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get that in there. <laughs> I just have one more question. Um, and you might say no, feel free. Um, but I just wondered if you could tell the story about how there was a little mix-up with some of the uh, artwork on one of the 
releases. Oh, <laughs> this is where chapters needs to change, change their yeah. profile picture. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's happened, right? So if you saw me in Angus, you'd sort of look at me and you go, sort of like, sort of a good-looking guy. Do you know what I mean? You're sort of, sort of like a David Beckham. And you look at Angus. I'm not really. Do you know what I mean? I'm, don't you laugh? Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not really. I've, I've had it. Sort of. Have you ever seen Keeping Up Appearances? Onslow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm sort of. I'm sort of like. <laughs> bit of Ed Sheeran in there. And you look at Angus, and you know he's sort of this short, stocky Filipino, like bald guy. Sort of looks hard. So we've put this, sent out our album, to this site, this company, and they've put it out on Spotify. In the end, it took fucking ages. Um, iTunes, blah blah blah, and they put it up on YouTube. So we only get the money back from YouTube, but we can't do anything else with the page. So I've gone on there and I went subscribe and I went to subscribe and I thought, what's that? <laughs> and I'm, I'm funny, the first person I spoke to was shrugged. I thought, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I've seen it, I've got on my tablet, I've opened it up and it's this picture of this kind of very beautiful round black lady. And it's got... <laughs> The lo it's got a logo above it, it says chapters, and underneath it, it's got the song title, Them Dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. It still kills me. <laughs> and I, I thought, I thought, hold up, I've gone, I've gone mental again, refreshed, zoomed in. It's not like it's this, this, you know, really curvy, lo lovely lady, looks nothing like, fuck, nothing like me and Angus. And yeah, and then I didn't even notice them dead. I'm in shock. I'm like, oh my God, like, and then Shrubs has gone, them dead or something. And then I sent it to another friend who about three o'clock in the morning woke up and he texts me, he's gone, sorry, I've had a bad realisation. And I've got this image of him sitting up in bed like the undertaker. He's gone, so you woke up with that lady. Does that mean that lady's woke up somewhere around the world thinking, who's that ginger tosser? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I thought I'll fucking need you, don't I? Do you know what I mean? But like, but like, it's, I, it's like an ongoing. Funny enough, like I, I got in touch recently. The guy who used to always tour with us, a guy called David, and I swear to God, the guy, like everything we touched, turned to shit. Right? We had so much bad luck through fucking twenty minutes from home, being like, yeah, fucking tour, tour. The bus blows up. We've had it. You know, we've had so much bad luck. And he was just like, when was it ever going to end? And I was just like, well, probably, like, I, I think he stopped talking to us because I think he lost it. I think he couldn't deal with being with us anymore. <laughs> he was just like, there was days I'd look at him on tour. We hadn't even left. The, there's a picture. We haven't even left yet. He's in the back of the bus and he's looking at me and he looks like he's been on the road for about three weeks. <laughs> we haven't even left Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> and he, he's just like, what the fuck? And... And I, I felt like he was going to, I felt like he was going to lose it. And I don't blame him because everything, I, it felt like everything went wrong. And then I went out on tour with Malefice a few times. Fucking same thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Some shit. I went on, a, I went on that tour of Malefice, two tours, of, or two or three tours I did with them. One of them was Testament. That was a bit weird. Like, there was a weird thing being on with a band like that. But we went out on this Malefice tour. And it was the weirdest fucking week of my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I've seen things that I never... And by the end of it, I was done. Was I that was the like bridge, Was Bridgewater included in that one? Bridgewater. That 
Well, the man with the frog tattoo on his forehead. Oh, yeah, frog, frog tattoo. You had, you had Joey Belladonna's mum. Um, <laughs> and then you had Naughty Nigel. But I, I remember on the last day on that tour, before we, before we go, I was standing next to Dale, who's one of my best mates. And like, Dale's like a proper guy. And we're standing there. And I've had to go to the promoter. You haven't got the rider, just to let you know that you're meant to have a rider. It's not here. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll go and get it. And I'm like, sweet, mate. Standing next to Dale, we're outside, he's having a smoke. You know what I mean? It's sort of like Danny Zuko and Kanicki, we're like, cool as fuck. The promoter comes steaming over to me. Oh, shit, you know, I'm looking at Dale in his eyes, like, I'm like that close to him. I've looked at Dale, the promoter's pushed me up against the wall, started rubbing me belly, going, don't worry, the rider's on its way. And I'm not even <laughs> acknowledging him. I'm just looking at Dale, like, what's going on? And he, and he tapped me on the shoulder and he went off. And I looked at Dale and I was like, don't fucking tell anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it, 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 and it was just mental. And then I even remember when we left that show, he was like, right, everyone ready? We're going home, we're going home, get a mile down the road. Grant's like, where's my jacket with thousands of pounds in? Grant, we had to fucking drive back and find his jacket with all the money in. <laughs> but um, it's one thing, I mean, I look forward to touring again as well. I can't fucking wait. And I can't wait to see loads of friends that I've made through Chapters and Hanging Bastard. Yeah, all around the country. I can't wait to see some of them again because some of them are really close friends, um, you know, um, of mine. I've got these two brothers up in Liverpool who are like really fucking close, and I haven't seen them for ages. And that's one thing I really hope with Earn, we get that chance yeah. to show people this record, and and I hope people, I really do think people will like it, and I hope people will like it. Yeah, let's hope you get to play Leeds as well. Maybe not Leeds. Sort of, I can't deal with it now. They're going to get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> and I only live a mile and a half away oh, from the ground as well, so. No, oh, yeah. no, nah, so, so I know you've got, no, one of my best mates is a league season ticket holder. Now, Marching sure, together. No. We're, getting, <laughs> we're getting towards the end of the hour now, so. Yeah. For anyone yeah, no that wants to check out your work, where can they find you? Where's the best place to get merch, I mean, oh, songs and everything like that? Well, with chapters, streaming platforms, mm -hmm. all, all, the, all the best ones, you know what I mean? Like, as far as I know, they're on. <laughs> Um, and it's Chapters Metal. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook's Chapters Metal. With Earn, it's Earn Bands. That goes through the same as Twitter, Instagram. And I know a lot of people probably look at it and think Urine, but it's actually the German version of Earn. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then through them platforms um, with Earn, you can find our merch. We just put out a new range of t-shirts. We know we're trying to build up a bit of money, whatnot, for the studio. Um, so yeah, and then from there, you can kind of find the links to your YouTube and all that stuff. And everything that's going on so earn band chapters metal hang the bastard and then for um, anyone else listening we'll have all those links put up in the show notes today so thank you for listening guys thank you cool. cheers guys cheers, Joe. Cheers, bye bye